Welcome back to Unexplained Canadian Mysteries. My name is Kenton DeYoung, and I'm sitting here with Dylan Fairman. Yes. Now, Dylan, last time we got together, we were doing a Halloween special. It was spooky. It was spooky. We, I was spooked. We were talking about Nahanni National Park. Yes. Yes, with the with with the people losing of the heads. That's right. That's right. And now that one didn't didn't do as good as I hoped it would. Uh, not as many people listen to it, but I think it's because more people care about like Granger Taylor than about some place in the Northwest Territories. Yeah, or that's just how shit happens sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes just like one doesn't like I I personally found the second one way more uh, spooky and enthralling mm-hmm. for myself. So out of the two, that's the one I probably would have been like, ooh. But I'm not like everyone else. We got some good feedback, though, from people who, who did hear it. Oh, good. They liked it. What did they say? Uh, Some people, you know, never heard of it before. Didn't know anything about the place, right? Mm-hmm. I had to look it up on a map. Some people appreciated uh, our profanity uh, reduction. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do it. Like, <laughs> I think it was just the first one we recorded, I was so tired. And the more tired I get, the more I go like... <laughs> But they liked it. I didn't think about that. I really want to look that up on Google Maps now. Where it is? Yeah. And like look at it like through satellite. Yeah. You can do that. Unsolved Canadian mysteries. And last time I asked you how far north you've been. This time I'll ask you how far east have you been. You're to Saskatoon. (laughs) 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 Toronto. Oh, nice. I've actually never been in Toronto. I've only been to the airport. Me too. Okay. Well, that's actually really, really <laughs> close to where we're talking. It's not in Toronto exactly, but it's close to Toronto. It's in the airport? No. All right, so uh, do you know all the Great Lakes of Canada? Yeah, there's uh, the one with Ogopogo. There's, yes. And then there's the four that do not have Ogopogo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. a good way of remembering the five. <laughs> that's what my teacher taught me. Okay. Uh, my teacher taught us like a little uh, rhyme. Do you remember them? It's uh no. <laughs> okay. We went to the same school. Well, obviously someone paid a little more attention than the other. So uh they taught me us. Uh, <laughs> Superman helps everyone. So it's Superior, Michigan, uh Huron, Erie, Ontario. Right. See Erie makes sense. The other ones <laughs> Okay. Well, Michigan makes sense because it's probably Beside Michigan. Yeah. And Ontario is beside, like, Ontario is beside Ontario. Whoa. Oh! <laughs> Duh! <laughs> that's so, okay. Yeah, so then there's the one that's, what's what's the second one? Uh, This Superior, Michigan, Huron. Huron. Yeah. That's the one. It's okay. Well, we're tonight, we're actually talking about uh, Lake Ontario. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so no Ogopogo. Uh, I don't know which one Ogopogo's in. I thought it was superior because it's the big one. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe this is... Is this about Ogopogo? It's not about Ogopogo. Okay, sorry. No. We're talking about Lake Ontario. And uh, a couple years ago, I went to this uh, city on the banks of Lake Ontario called the Kingston. And Kingston is a very cool city. Very historic. Lots of uh, really weird stuff happens in Kingston. That's where Tim Horton is from. That's where... Um, That's where donuts were invented. <laughs> Canadian donuts, yeah. That's where... Um, that singer that had cancer is from. The singer... He died a couple years ago. Oh, oh, uh, and the Hunter Meridian. Yes, yes, yes. Tragically hip. Yeah, Dord, uh, Gord Downey. Gord Downey. Yeah, Yankee. he's from there. John McDonald is from there. A lot of people are from 
Well, John McDonald did his career there. Mm. A lot of people are from Kingston, and Kingston was the first capital of Canada. And they're moving the capital around in the first years of Canada. Oh, oh, people were like uh, fighting for it. Well, they they want to have it close to the United States in case the United States attack, but they don't want to have it too close to the United States. I see. In case they attacked. <laughs> I see. Well, so like they moved it from Kingston to Quebec City to Montreal to, I think, Toronto. And they moved it around in like those five cities for a bit and finally settled in Ottawa. Makes sense. So the first capital, like parliament building, is in Kingston. So it's pretty cool to see. Uh, but so just outside Kingston uh, is Lake Ontario and there's Wolf Island. And I went there uh, 10 years ago with a group. We did like a corn maze out there. It was fun, but that's pretty much a limitation of my knowledge of Wolf Island until... Is there's corn? Yeah. Apparently they grow corn on Wolf Island. And wow. they make a maze out of it. And I've been told now there's like a restaurant out there. I must visit this <laughs> island of corn. <laughs> I bet the restaurant sells corn. Corn on the cob and cream corn. And This island is part of a collection of three kind of islands in this area. And Kingston and these islands are all kind of near the... Uh, where Lake Ontario kind of flows into the St. Lawrence River, and out onto the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. Okay. That helps some geography here. So this area is very popular with, with ships, especially in the early days. Lots of boats and vessels went up and down through this area. And a strange occurrence kept happening uh, that kind of gave this this area these, between these three islands a name, and it's called the Marysburg Vortex. I'm making these faces because I'm going to put like... Doo -doo -doo -doo. Okay. Okay. Or I might not. So this vortex um, has seen a extremely high number of ships going down in it. Uh, they estimated to be around 270 vessels have been lost in this vortex. So the year is 1889. And uh, lots of vessels are going through of this, this vortex. Okay. This Marysburg vortex. Is this vortex continuously going or is it only at specific times? Always. Always a vortex. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Bavaria is going through. Um, it's being towed by another ship. And uh, I think the story goes it was hit by a big gale wind, like a big wind that snapped the, the rope. And the Bavaria drifted off. I'm not sure why the Bavaria couldn't like do its own thing. Maybe it was under repair and they're taking it to go get fixed or something. But there's people on the Bavaria. So I don't know like what they did, right? Mm. Like when they got set loose of their ship and kind of drifted away, I don't know what their thoughts were. Like, hey, we should get the sails going or something. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so their ship turned around to go find the Bavaria, and it found them, found the ship, uh, landed on a nearby island. Okay. So they went to it and meant to go check on the crew, make sure everything was okay, everybody was all right. But there was no crew. There was 87 men on that ship when the rope snapped. But when they found the ship again, it was empty. Do you know the time frame? Like how long? Hours. That's fucked. So they went on the ship and they found like the dinner table was still set. Uh, all the all the captain's stuff was still in order in the in the captain's quarters. There's even a parakeet still chirping away happily in one of the rooms. Now there was a lifeboat missing. But I looked into how many people can fit in a lifeboat. And the Titanic lifeboats, the big ones, I think could only hold about 67. So even the, the Titanic lifeboats couldn't hold the entire crew of the Bavaria. And these 87 men were never found. They never showed up. So it, this is one like the Bavaria ghost ship of the Vortex, right? But 10 years later, in uh, 1900, uh, three ships are going again across the water. And this time they witness it happen. 
uh, the one ship ahead of them, the Picton, they see it, it's going, and uh, it, it gets far enough on the horizon they can see it, but they can't see it like, in details, right? Right. And they see what looks like they take down their um, their sails. And then it looks like they take down, like, I can't think of what the term is, but the, the thing the sails are attached to. The, um, the mast? Yeah, the mast, exactly. Which you don't do unless there's a storm, right? Right. And then, suddenly, the ship is gone. Like they could see it? Like they could see, like, because it's on the horizon, like a small dot on the yeah. horizon. They're not small, but they could see, like, the the, the, the sails go down, right. the masts go down, and the ship disappear, oh, too. Oh, okay. So they, they, the other two boats get up to the area where the ship vanished, where the Picton vanished, and they all they find is some debris in the water, like like uh, some rubbish, like nothing that say what it was, right? So they don't, they think, well, did it sink? What happened to it? And they never find it. But a couple days later, there's a man out walking his dog on one of the coasts. I think it was on, I think it was in Canada. And he, he sees this uh, bottle with a note in it. And I think I read the first couple days, he just ignored it. And then he went out eventually and went, what is this bottle doing floating? Rubbish in my, in my lake, right? And <laughs> Rubbish that, in my lake. Right. So he has to go and clean it up. And he gets it and rolls it. And it's a letter from the captain of the Picton that went down. And the captain said, Bears. No. The captain says uh, his son is Venny. says, I have lashed Venny to me with a cable so that we may be found together. When would he have a chance to tie his son to him? And why does he give it in like a text context that they will not be found alive? In fact, they never found. The entire crew disappeared that day as well. So that's two crews now. What, do you, you think something's happening? Okay. What do you think's going on? I think it's a fucking kraken. Squid. <laughs> in Lake Ontario? Yeah. In okay. Lake Ontario. Think about it. Good. How do you get rid of massive amounts of human bodies? You eat them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little little known <clears throat> fact about squid poop. Doesn't float. You know, you come up with the most true but amazing facts in some of these podcasts. I'd like someone to show me squid poop. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to. Okay. Maybe you're right. And I, I did actually look into, let's see what direction the water's going. Because in my mind, St. Lawrence River would go into the Great Lakes. Yeah. Actually, it's the other way out that goes out of the Great Lakes into the St. Lawrence River. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense because the the Great Lakes are probably the reservoir. So then mm. it would, I don't know what I'm talking it about. It would flow into the ocean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe it went the other way, but it doesn't. It goes from the lakes into the ocean. Those are two scenarios. Okay. Two of the 270 ships that have vanished. There's another one in 1882. Uh, this ship... This time, the crew survived, but they recorded, they mentioned in their documentation prior to their crash that their compass messed up. There was some kind of anomaly, and their compass went crazy, and they ended up going to a land when they should have been going to water. Uh, this topic, uh, you know, these ships going missing has been happening over and over again. There's reports from as early as 1802 of ships in the water, something going on with their compass, and they either crash or they disappear or the crew goes missing, something of that sort. So much so that the Canadian government decided to look into this. What is happening in this lake? And so did the American government on their side. And the, both of their programs were called uh, Project Magnet. Their idea is that there is some kind of electromagnetic anomaly happening in this lake. One of the leading reasons uh, for that claim, and we actually kind of mentioned it in our last podcast, uh, was in the last one we were talking about those planes going missing over Nahanni National Park. Would you should check out that podcast if you haven't heard that podcast? Yes, yes, that was a good one. Spoiler alert: <clears throat> there's there might be bears. There might be bears. Yes, <laughs> definitely planes going down in that one. 
so actually when we were talking about that, I got the idea for this podcast and I wanted to do a little more research into it. So in 1975, a, a Cessna plane, have you ever been in a Cessna plane? I don't even know what that is. is it, that... It's like a small five person airplane. Okay, but what's like? Is it the size? That's why it's called that, or is there a specific reason? It's, it's, it's like um, like 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 a, it's a Ford truck or a Dodge car. It's a Cessna plane, so it's just like a brand of plane. Okay, okay. No, <laughs> we should go. You know, they have them at the uh, flying club. You can go up with a pilot. Oh, I just don't have money to blow like that. I like <laughs> to buy uh, cameras and, <laughs> and recording equipment, microphones. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. And lights that make my skin look. Fabulous. It does. And your hair looks wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What we're talking about was the airplane, right? So the right. Cessna, 1975, the Cessna airplane was flying over the vortex. And the pilot recorded or said that it felt like someone or something pushed the airplane down. Hmm. So much so that his plane flipped upside down and went to a tailspin flying down to the water. And he had to like maneuver last minute to get it from crashing into the water. And he's not the only one who's recorded planes having malfunctions in this area. So the government uh, looked into this to see what was going on with this area and other things. I think it was a whole thing from 1950s to 1990s during the Cold War to kind of figure out, you know, what the world's doing and how we can use it against the Soviets kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I think it was probably military reason Everything's behind. fueled by that at this <laughs> yes. point. Yes. So, uh, Project Magnet looked into this, and they found under the water was a lot of uh, copper. <clears throat> in the actual in, in the soil. Oh, in the soil. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the thought is, I guess, the, whatever soil is called underwater. Um, well, soil. I think it's soil. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Bedrock? No, not bedrock. Bedrock's deeper down. Yeah. No. From Minecraft. I know that from Minecraft. <laughs> good, good learning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, and according to the local fishermen, that uh, these this copper veins, copper in the in the soil, causes these ships to lose their their compass. It, it's like electromagnetically charged. Mm-hmm. Others say that uh, because the lake's shallow and they approach the Saint Lawrence, and that's kind of where this area is, the people just make mistakes and they crash their ships into stuff. But that, that crashing your ship into into an island is one thing, but the entire crew disappearing or it right. disappearing. The entire ship disappearing is another thing, right? Right. Every single person, <clears throat> not one body found. Yeah. that That's different than like, oh, I lost my way and bumped into an island. No, I hit a rock. <laughs> I shucks. Right. So um, what they, they looked into deeper into the ground and what they found was something called the Charity Shoal Crater. And they're not sure. It's still not National Geographic had a whole thing about it. And they're not sure if it was caused by a meteorite crashing into the lake 40 million years ago, or if it was something to do with the glacial movements and how the glaciers kind of scraped the area away during the last ice age. But whatever this thing is, may it be a crater or may it be um, just a scraping. Yeah, it causes an electromagnetic anomaly. But that's as far as the research goes, that what it does. I'm thinking what it does, what it's doing is it's pulling ships down and it's pulling... Uh, planes down out of the sky to to pull a ship yeah that is designed to be vigorously buoyant <laughs> yeah, i know i know that is a lot i don't think i don't think that's even possible if if you tasked the entire world to make a super magnet strong enough to pull a ship underwater mm-hmm. i don't think that is achievable i know 
I could see it messing up the the compass. Right. That, True. That makes sense, right? Because right. I've experienced that. People experience that. that that's a normal thing, mm-hmm. right? But to, does it make a ship disappear? To make a crew disappear? I don't know. It has to be multiple anomalies in the same place. Like mm-hmm. something, the one thing gets rid of the ship, the other gets rid of the people. Yeah. You know, like the magnets make the ship crash and then mermaids <laughs> eat the people. Or krakens. Krakens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, kraken solves both. So, yeah. Okay. Except planes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one, like, I was like, okay, it's going to be something in the water. It's pulling things down, you know answer solved but then it was like then the plan i read about the plan i'm like well that kind of throws my whole idea out of the water like mm-hmm. okay you're right if a magnet is strong enough to pull the ship underwater which would be so powerful right how powerful would it be to pull a plane out of the sky well i don't think because the resistance is significantly less for a plane mm-hmm. because plus the plane's relying on more things to stay in the air than the, the ship because the ship's not really relying on much to float Right. It's literally, it's, a, it's made to float. Yeah. The plane has specific things that have to work perfectly fine for it to fly. Yeah. Like, if the ship stops working, it's still able to float. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Lifeboats, for example, are just, just right. hunks of wood. Yeah. Right. There's a whole list. The Global News said, like, a deep dive into this, right? And they, <laughs> right? So, deep dive. Water. Yeah, well, that's Sorry. good. Yeah, I didn't mean to say that. That's pretty good. Uh <laughs> And they recorded all these different ships that went missing, that crashed, that disappeared. And, like, they have a whole list on their website of these, of I think they've listed about 15 of the 270 ships that have gone missing. So they just kind of talked about what's happened to some of them, right? Okay. The Bavaria, the Picton, uh, a couple others. That I have my phone, but I don't want to look at it again. That's <laughs> uh, totally fine. That's fine. That was the two that everyone talks about, is Bavaria, the Bavaria and the Picton. And, you know, the... As, uh, you know, global positioning GPS systems have kind of rolled out in the, in the later half of the 1900s, uh, these ships have stopped, you know, having these problems. Okay. So a lot of people think it's navigation. Right. That That's, well, yeah, that's the most logical reason. Like, I unless it was something specific to that time frame, too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. not necessarily technology, but more like an anomaly that is in that time frame. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be, you know, the... the Vessels are made out of type of material that mm. the anomaly affected. Mm-hmm. And then later they changed it, maybe following World War II or whatever. They changed the material using make boats, and then they stopped having that problem. Yeah, like lead. Okay, I'll, although I don't think boats are made of lead. No. <laughs> lead, well, lead sinks. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about the red paint, but I think that's copper. Mm. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, so, <clears throat> but it doesn't mean just because, you know, since the invention of GPS that these have stopped happening. In fact, in 2013, so like eight years ago, there was this uh, schooner. This, I guess maybe it was a sailboat. I'm not sure. Uh, one pass, one guy on it. He was going to go from New York to Ontario, something like that, just across the water. He never made it. Instead, they found his vessel floating, kind of stuck, and they went out to it. He was gone. The vessel was filled with food for a couple weeks. It was filled with drinks. It was in working order, but he was missing. So... And that is honestly the only answer I can think of. <laughs> Unless they're swimming bears or what something. Can, now, can squids and octopus, what's the temperature they can survive in? I don't know. And they're ocean animals. Yeah. So they'd have to come up to St. Lawrence. Is there any freshwater octopus? Octopi? Ogopogo. 
Oh, shit. You lied. You said this had nothing to do with Ogopogo, but the answer is in your face. It's Ogopogo. I don't know if octopuses or the Kraken or the Ogopogo can be in that water, but mm. to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marysburg Vortex has been around for 200 years plus, right? Okay. And for some reason, everybody's talking about this year. Really? Yeah. Mm. Even Kingston Life, like Kingston's magazine, did a yeah. whole feature about it last month in the November-December issue. Is there a specific reason for that, or is it just trending on Twitter? I don't know why. It, if you look it up, like Global News did a piece about this year, uh, the Toronto Star did a piece about this year. Everyone's mm-hmm. talking about the, the Vortex, and I'm thinking, did something happen this year? Is it an anniversary of something? I don't know. But it's like, this thing's been around for 200 plus years, and now everyone's talking about it. All it takes is for one person to talk about it, and then that gets a lot of views, and then everyone else goes, yep. ooh, let's jump on the train. Yep. The attention train. <laughs> And I knew about this actually when we were doing our Halloween one. So I guess I'm kind of ahead of the game. You are. By a little bit. But I didn't know about like the number of ships that went down. Right. Or that there's one that went kind of down in 2013. That guy went missing. Your whole I think last podcast is about the Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle, yeah. That got me thinking about this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we know where the Bermuda Triangle is. Uh, so now this is called the... Um... Marysburg Vortex triangle <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> i'm really good at coming up with names yeah Kenton. i can see that <laughs> so um there's also of course some talk about um aliens I, I... <laughs> they come in every everyone yeah but this is not a lot to go on on those so like, i wasn't going to include it but i'm thinking you know, i'll mention it there's been talk of uh ufos being spotted over the, the vortex right but i'm thinking it could just be military craft yeah. looking into it seeing what's going on you know, like you got the states right there you yeah. got Ottawa right there you got Toronto right there you got military bases all over the place like if somewhere like like Vancouver Island has UFOs that's that's interesting because like there's nothing there right or Northwest Territories that's interesting but like right kind of in the main center of like pop mean population of Canada <laughs> yeah. yeah I could see there being military aircraft popular flight space yeah right like that's not a thing but of course aliens comes up in the in the articles too yeah <clears throat> It's like the same thing. It's like uh, for mysteries, there's a, if you don't know, you can always say it's aliens. Yeah. There's the same thing with dinosaurs or any animals. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what it is on the animal, it's for attracting mates. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. So like if there's like some horns coming out here, it's like, oh, it's, we don't know what it is. So obviously it's probably <laughs> for attracting mates. Yes. Aliens. So I'm not saying aliens this time. I'm mm-hmm. gonna write that one off off completely. Kind of sounds like you might be suggesting aliens. <laughs> they're not. They're not in every episode. All right. <laughs> um, aliens, the first one. I'll say yeah, definitely the aliens in the first podcast. Second one, no. This one I'm also gonna say no. This one I'm gonna go with. Um... It's definitely not bears. <laughs> we can definitely rule that out. <laughs> I didn't pick it on purpose so you couldn't say bears. <laughs> Those are swimming bears. Yeah, swimming. Wait. <laughs> Just a pack of bears swimming. Yeah. That that would explain why all the bodies are that gone. <laughs> the bears ate them. Swimming bears that eat only people and corn oh, no. from Wolf Island. Yeah. They they get the corn. Or there's those pigs. There's swimming pigs. Yeah. You ever heard of the swimming pigs? Uh, No, but I could imagine they do swim, yes. Yeah. No, there's these specific pigs 
that swim from this island, the pigs would eat the corn. Okay. Oh, that's kind of all I have. I don't have an answer to it. You mean this mystery's unsolved? Another unsolved Canadian mystery. Oh, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, it, it it doesn't. It's now there are there they literally didn't think there was a colossal squid till like what eight years ago. That's true. So that's true. That's true. Don't ever rule that shit out. Yep. We don't know anything. <laughs> but like, yeah, what if it was just like. The one guy's on his little dinghy, and the squid just pulls him out. That's it. Explains yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My theory, the uh, what was it called? The the uh, charity um, goal, charity, so whatever the, the 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 crater. Yeah. I think it makes uh, electromagnetic the field. Magnetic field, yeah. That either disorients the ships with bouncing the compass, or causes them to maybe overreact and then sink themselves, or something of that sort. Uh, why people go missing? I think maybe they just they jump ship or whatever to get to yeah. find safety, and they just don't make it because the lake is huge, right? Right. Or like, like let's say the two the two biggest ships that there would have been the most people. Let's just say just for some reason they were all down in the cabin, like mm-hmm. having drinks, and this mm-hmm. happened. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there you go. They're all stuck inside. There was one I read about people who were inside, and when they went down to find the wreckage later, they found like an axe in the door. Or they're trying to chop their way out. Weird. Uh, so as the ship was sinking. So that could be it. That's a lot of times people are just not paying attention because they're right. under in the, in the ship. Yeah, they're in the ship. You could be going, like, before you notice you're under a lot of water, you could be deep in the water. Yeah. <laughs> because it really, when you're in a, in a ship, in the vessel, you're already underwater. Right. So how do you know if you're more underwater? You exactly. Know? And it's built to withstand certain pressures of water. So, yeah. you know, you can get down pretty far before uh, anything starts going not like water super fast <laughs> Oof. yeah yeah no you're you're yours that makes sense it that's most likely what it is but we may never know that that one like there's more of an answer to it than the other two yeah yeah uh, but still unsolved i was thinking these have all kind of had a theme like the first one with granger taylor that was like his the theme's kind of air yeah right the second one was like uh earth earth this one was water fire it's gonna be fire fire so if you like this episode uh, tune in next time because it's going to be fire it's going to be fire and it's going to be paranormal and there's going to be some murders in it oh fuck <laughs> uh, my prediction uh, aliens are going to burn people <clears throat> with flamethrowers <throat> and no one knows why no awesome thanks Kenton yeah thanks for coming on today with, uh, you guys are on every time uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't wait for the next one <laughs> Yeah. So thanks again for coming and meeting with me tonight and talking about this. My name is Kenton DeYoung. I'm sitting here with Dylan Fairman. This is Unsolved Canadian Mysteries on our third episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, um, and Apple Podcasts, and um, pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. I think we're out there. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>